0: What up, what up? Welcome to the Universe Review. My name's Alex. I'm here with the normal chumps, Dan. Howdy doody. And Danny. Even folks. Good, good, good. Uh, This is the Universe Review. Every week we take a new topic, uh, run down our individual top fives of it, and then choose a top five list from those top five. I do remember what we do. I don't (laughs) know what, my brain's not working at full capacity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this week, our topic is... Real life heroes and heroes whoa, whoa, is, whoa, 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 whoa. is inverted commas. It's not heroes,
1: whoa. it's badasses. Badasses.
0: Okay. All right, bad sorry. Asses. sorry. Real life badasses. We, we can't go heroes.
1: You know, you'll be going for like uh, <laughs> Mary Curie and so on.
0: <laughs> I, um, I, I tell you what, I want to mention uh, before we actually get started, I want to mention there's a website called um, listcrux.co and Look it up, open it now, both of you Because it's fucking mental The people they've put on that list As being like real life heroes Or badasses or whatever Are It's just wrong, the list is wrong It's just
1: Is it uh... a bit of a PC Modern take on This person was the first person to gender identify As an Apache helicopter crossed with a bulldog (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know we must fucking honor them in their great amazing sight to identify themselves as something that they never were like just shut the fuck up
0: no it's um it's it's uh it was like people like gandhi and i'm like that like, gandhi's fine but he also slept in the same bed as like 13 year old girls to test himself yeah there's, so there's a
1: lot of random mm-hmm. stuff like that in the world <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh oh, yeah. they had like Mother Teresa on there who was like, Yeah, she did loads of stuff for sick people, but she's actually like not actually a great person if you do a load of research into her into about her. Yeah. So yeah. While researching it I came across that website and was just like, you're just all you've done is just picked up like a name of somebody who's got a really good reputation but no yeah. like research their backstory. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's uh, a lot of people like that in the uh in the olden days. Mm -hmm.
0: There's a lot of people like that nowadays, but here we are. Yeah, Uh, but they don't get classed as heroes anymore. (laughs) Danny, you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, why not? Okay, I've gone uh, quite simple with my number five. Uh, You guys will probably laugh at me. My number five real-life badass is Ross Kemp. (laughs) What? Exactly. Now i told you you guys no. would laugh at me now if, like, think about this logically now i i really did laugh at myself when i first thought about this guy to go on my list. i was like no fucking way but then i thought about it a bit more this guy actually does put himself into some quite risky situations he, he may act like a complete and utter end when he's trying to run from cover to cover in his giant blue body armor but um you know there's been a few occasions like he was taken hostage in libya uh, for like 12 and a half hours where they were like gun at his head like no we're, we're taking you we're taking you and, and there was a bit of a standoff between him and his sort of bodyguards and them trying to take him and there was an incident when he was going through like the tribes of Indonesia and stuff where one of them just pulled up a, a Lee Enfield straight at him and he's like what are you going to fucking shoot me and like really got in this guy's face and he's like it was just everything in his instinct told him if he was to back down they'd have just ran over him so he needed to mm. be the bigger man and like be like I am not here to be intimidated and you know, there's a lot of things um, you laugh about with him being like a movie star, doing really rubbish SAS movies and stuff. Um, but in the big scheme of things, he's pretty much like a, a war zone reporter, but he does it in a documentary sort of me- method. He, he's not a news reporter. He puts it into a TV series or a TV show, uh, which, you know, yes, it's always going to be tamed to an extent, scripted to an extent. However, there he he does kind of open up people's perceptions of it without actually being able to see it for themselves like the women fighting with the kurds in northern iraq um, there's like a whole squadron or unit of women snipers and mortar teams who are directly fighting like isis and daesh and whoever all the fucking dickheads of the time were at that point um, and it was like oh i didn 't even know that you know i 've been there several times, and i didn 't know there was a unit of only females blowing the hell out of them uh and it was really good to get that, but you know he does put himself in dangerous situations there are bullets actually flying over his head, and for that reason, you know this guy isn 't exactly poor. He doesn't have to put himself in these situations but he does and for 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 that reason alone i thought you know what i'm gonna stick him in at my number five knowing he probably won't win my number five but i think he was worth a mention
0: in this show fair enough yeah, yeah I like all it. right
2: I, also, I have two points, oh Go on <laughs> Two counterpoints, though. You said it there. Bodyguards, right? Badasses yeah. don't have bodyguards, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first point. And the second point is the second point is he was in EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a hard I'm guy in like, EastEnders, right? i, I don't know. I have got, it got me, him it's... with an actual badass, but I'll give you the points for creativity. Fair play. Yeah, yeah I did want to go for something different.
0: Soft, soft spot for uh, Ross Kemp, I guess. He's um, he's kind, of, he's fine. Yeah, you know? he's a nice guy. He's fine. He's alright. Like, he was in that. uh, I remember, like, some action series he used to be in. I quite enjoyed that Um, when I was, however old I was, 15 or whatever. Um, And yeah, his, like, things on gangs and war zones and stuff, they are quite informative. So, Mm. yeah, I suppose, yeah, okay. I had to
1: kind of expand my horizons a little bit with the start of this list because I could have quite easily just drawn a, a list of military badasses like world war One, one two three like now afghanistan iraq everything that's come I-, I could just list and list and list and i thought i need to try and not be so generic on the military stuff i mean there is definitely military ones in my list but i thought i need to <laughs> i need to spread my horizons and have different options i can't just have you know this guy this guy this guy this guy all in the same regiment <laughs> so yeah
2: moving on
0: all right danny
2: all right, uh my number five. I went with uh Russian Lieutenant Colonel of the Soviet Air Defence Forces, Stanislav Petrov. Okay. Okay. Now I wouldn't say you guys have heard of this guy, but I I, I like him. I've heard um, of his Petrov. Kind of kinda of, kind of, kind of credited with being the uh the man who saved the world, essentially, uh, in September twenty uh, six. Uh, oh, was, I know this guy. He was yeah. He was the officer in the command center of the OCO uh, nuclear early warning system center, which detected a number of incoming uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles or ICBMs launched from the US. Uh, Petrov uh, basically made the call to alert his superiors of this incoming uh, of these incoming missiles, or to not. Um, in this instance, he chose not to, um, drawing the conclusion that it was a false alarm. Uh, alternatively, if he had chosen to, it was highly likely um, that his superiors would have then retaliated, and we would not—we no longer be here. We'd be, <laughs> we'd be all screwed. We'd, we'd all be ash or dust. In this a, podcast
1: would in never a, have started.
2: Exactly, so I, I think that is uh, the, the fact that he was happy to I suppose literally put his head on the chopping block uh, and, and make that call yeah, um, yeah. one, yes, it was his job but two, it took serious fucking balls to do um, yeah. it must not have been easy to uh, to kind of live in, 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 in Soviet Russia after that kind of experience um, he, he did definitely say that Although he was never really punished for his actions, he was also never really rewarded because of... Um,
1: he went the against... Issues. Yeah, it was, well, was not, it, uh, not so
2: much that he went with the went, that he went against the protocols, but they, they had developed uh, they had discovered a, a fundamental flaw in the actual early warning center system, um, and uh, it would have highlighted some of the issues of his like his superior commanders and, and the people that were responsible for putting it in place. Um, so it was all kind of brushed to the wayside. It didn't come out until the nineteen nineties. Oh I think yeah, of course it wouldn't. Yeah. What a, an absolutely incredible story um the reason or the, the way he ca- he stayed cool calm and collected is is the reason why uh, Stanislav Petrov is my number 5 i
1: you yeah. know I, I really like that it's kind of a, a bit out of right field i must admit there are a few russian situations like this i remember i can't remember <laughs> the guy's name who uh, sunk the doomsday device there was a specific Russian commander, and they'd created a doomsday device where if Russia was ever to fall, they would bang, and the whole world would be gone. And it was essentially um, an old frigate or battleship loaded with as much nuclear waste, um, uh, nuclear warheads as possible, just floated out into the ocean. No one knew where it was. You know, It was off radar, just like a submarine. And if ever they got the command to push the button they push the button and the ship would explode and it would evaporate so much water that would go into the atmosphere and be irradiated it would kill all living things on Earth in seven months. Like, everything.
2: That was the, uh, the Dead Hand, wasn't that it?
1: I, I can't remember I, I, honestly i can't remember off the top of my head but it definitely existed and uh it, i think it only existed for like two months and then the guy who was like in charge of it went you know if russia really was to fall is it worth killing the entire human race and everything else and yeah. he was just like no and he uh he scuppered not cockroaches yeah he scuppered the ship and Com- it. cockroaches
0: would have made it
1: yeah well yeah, i'm sure some living things would have made it but you know it's
0: it, you know also cockroaches. yeah yeah Anyway, that just kind of aids to
1: Danny's (laughs) Russian story there. So what did you pull out, Blast?
0: Uh, I pulled out... So this one is... uh, I got this from an episode of The Dollop, which, if anybody's listened to this and hasn't heard of The Dollop, you should absolutely go and look it up. It's another podcast, um, and every week, those guys... uh, It's two American comedians, um, and they pick a... Uh, a different topic and go into it in in quite some depth but one of them every week doesn't know what the topic is (laughs) uh and so they pulled out uh, a guy called george waddell known as the rube so he's a baseball player he grew up in pennsylvania uh and he strengthened his throwing arm by throwing rocks at birds
1: okay so are we doing real life badasses here or real life nutcases
0: just bear with me. Just, just bear with me, okay? So, at three years old, um, he wandered over to a fire station and just stayed for a few days. Uh, after he got That's signed, awesome. yeah. After he got signed to playing baseball, in the middle of games, he would just be like, "Nah, I'm done," and he'd leave to go fishing. <laughs> uh...
2: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> That's cool. um, Like he would chase fire trucks. So, if a fire truck drove past the uh, the baseball diamond, he'd just up and run after it. <laughs> you know, this um, is
1: reminding me of Peter Griffin. This guy seems like he yeah, had like yeah, a yeah. minus number IQ.
0: So he, in the off season when he wasn't playing baseball, he wrestled alligators for 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 laughs, I assume. And during the games, he'd get people like of the opposite teams would distract him with puppies and shiny things. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> he, used to, he used to sleep in fire departments and tend bars when he felt like it however, the reason I've picked him for my number 5 and the reason he's a real life badass, because he saved at least 13 people's lives okay because anytime he saw somebody in danger, he'd just jump in and try and save them, Yeah, didn't not his job him. Yeah, he's not a fireman or anything. He's just like but my question is, how did he come across so many people that needed saving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you reckon he's a bit of a secret arsonist and then like drives like, around the corner and comes yeah. running to the rescue?
0: <laughs> I don't know. But like he yeah, he's managed to save 13 people's lives. I think he died from like diving into like a freezing lake and saving a kid. That uh, was trapped in a car, and I think he died from pneumonia, but I could be wrong. Did the kids actually... survive? Yeah, I think so. Uh, worthwhile. Um, the last thing I'll say on uh, The Rube is that he lost track of how many people he married. <laughs> 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 Alright. This guy so, seemed like a bit of Jack of all trades, eh? Yeah, I'd, so I just thought, you know, a little bit of. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Dollop go into it in a lot more detail. Uh, and they're they're much funnier than I am. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you should. Add, if you if you like listening to sort of comedians go on about a particular subject, listening to the one about the Rube is very worth it. It's very funny. <laughs> Hashtag but yeah, tripod. He's my, he's, he's my number five.
1: <laughs> ah, nice. I like that. That's another real kind of random ball there. Um, I must admit, I do like Ross Kemp and Petrov
2: way more than <laughs> Mr. Crazy <laughs> Baseball <laughs>
1: Player <can't>, over there. <laughs>
2: But some, a... there's, some great, there's some great kind of wild cards definitely in this category, and uh, mm. I, I think I have one or two myself. Uh, but the, the Rube is certainly not one that, that came to mind for me at <laughs> <laughs> <Not laughs> all. I
1: did not know he even existed until this moment. Yeah,
0: so, I'm, I'm willing to concede that and vote for Petrov, though. Yeah, okay, I don't mind I, uh, uh,
1: Petrov taking it as well. The man that I saved Petrov, the world is yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. yeah, happy days. What was his first name, Hooray? buddy?
2: Uh, Stanislav. Stanislav. That's the, the most glittering touch. I'm
1: It really is. is Stanislav. The most Petrov. Russian name. Um, I used to have a, a friend at school, uh, a year below me when I was doing uh, A levels, and his name was mm-hmm. Vita- Vitaly Petrov. And that's pretty Russian. Vitaly. That's a great <laughs> name. Yeah. Great name right so number five goes to danny i need to make up this this time i mean i won two number ones in a row and then i uh, i didn't win a single point in our tv shows <laughs> and i i pulled out things like band of brothers and fringe and i'm just like how did i not yeah. win a point there
2: oh, unlucky the yeah
1: there's yeah, definitely tactical in the right order mm-hmm. yep go on
2: then go danny on right my number four um my number four is definitely a wild card um i'm not sure if it's someone you've heard of i certainly hadn't heard about him until i had done this research but i do recall one element of his, his life that I, I that definitely jokes and jokes and jokes my memory um i rolled with john fairfax Ringing any you, bells No, the
0: name is oh, he yeah. from okay. the american civil
2: war no, he was a rower. He was born in 1937, oh, okay. and he died recently in 2012 at 74 years of age. Um, okay. He's kind of famous for the first person to row solo across the ocean, um, the, 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 uh, the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean, and then he subsequently sailed a, a road across the Pacific, um, but he didn't do it solo. I think he had a, he had a sailing partner, a rowing partner at the time but um, still two incredible feats of, uh, of absolute endurance. Um, but the reason I picked him as a badass was uh, he has this kind of really bizarre kind of backstory and, and kind of quite a colorful life. He seems to be quite an adventurer, um, a bit of a misfit and a bit of a, a chancer, a general chancer. Um, so at the age of like nine uh, he was expelled from the Italian scouts after settling a dispute with another troop by opening fire on them with a res- revolver. Uh, All right, so
1: He got a revolver this, in scouts.
2: It, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Scouts must have been really different back in you know the 19, 1940s <laughs> and in Italy, but this is how it kicked off, right? Subsequently then, he moved to Argentina sense. with his, his family.
0: And, Sorry, uh, just to interrupt. That makes sense because in the 1940s, like... If it was the early 1940s, then they would have been uh, training for war. Because that's where they got a lot of their soldiers from. Yeah, scouts.
2: Ah, Interesting. So anyway, subsequent to that then, he moved to Argentina with his family, aged 13. uh, Decided to leave home and live in the jungle like Tarzan. Uh, And he survived there for a number of years, kind of hunting and bartering skins uh, with locals in order to survive. At 20, uh, after kind of a Period of depression in his life, he attempted to commit suicide by jaguar. So I don't know what his plan here was. He, he landed <laughs> himself up in fucking in, in meaty steaks and sat in the jungle, um, hoping for a jaguar to come by and eat him. But he decided to take a revolver with him again, or a pistol uh, with him again, just in case he changed his mind, which he subsequently did, shooting and killing a jaguar, eating it, selling its skin again. Um, he then. Uh, decided to take a trip to the states and he traveled in 1959 uh to new york um and drove to san francisco but he quickly ran out of money in order to get back to his mother in argentina he decided to cycle (laughs) so he made it as far as as guatemala and started hitchhiking then um after a couple of years he fell in quote uh with some pirates after a brief (laughs) spell of a sailor in panama and spent three years smuggling guns, whiskey, and cigarettes.
0: That's pretty
2: cool. Eventually escaped the pirates and uh, and pursuing police and returned to Argentina on horseback. Now, if that isn't the most, you know, epic journey (laughs) (laughs) or holiday or adventure or whatever the hell you want to call it, I don't know what the hell is, but... uh, incredibly interesting character um and I, I definitely do want to read more about him the one part that stuck with me was that suicide by jaguar jaguar part i'd heard that before somehow I, I it just i didn't associate it with this guy and it's just not something that you you're likely to forget but uh this is the guy that tried it i guess um i don't know not the not the best way to go out not the worst way to go out i, I, I don't know jaguars yeah what's not to love well (laughs) you can't well that's that's probably the worst
1: thing of that whole story but this is definitely a guy who's been living by circumstance just going well want you you know i I need a guy to help me on my ship yeah sure i'll join your ship oh by the way we're a pirate crew well it's a bit late to back out now can't just be a little bit of a pirate (laughs) yeah exactly that's yeah that's really interesting you know just yeah i ran out of money so i stole a bike and tried to cycle
2: yeah, yeah, I feel like I read about, about you, someone. Argentina.
0: <laughs> somebody <laughs> I read about somebody while I was doing the research that said uh they were gonna sort of commit suicide by big cat and then hmm. before that could happen, they decided against it.
2: Yeah. And then killed it. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, that's, similar. That's, yeah.
2: that's this guy here. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, I think kind of of. it's the one and the other. But truth be told, I'd heard the name before, and I didn't know why I knew the name. Um, and then when I went through the story, I remember that one little, that one little yeah. piece of information that stuck with me in the past. But like, I, I would never be able to tell you who it was or if it happened definitively I think, or what the deal was. Yeah, with I
0: think it. I read. I think I read about John Fairfax while I was doing my research. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so.
2: Interesting guy. <laughs> Very interesting guy.
0: But. He didn't make my list, instead at number four, I chose okay. Miyamoto Masashi. Who oh, I know who have this you guys is. heard of him? Yeah. Yeah.
2: He a sword maker.
0: So this guy is a Ronin and mm. throughout his life he won sixty duels. So he fought his first one at thirteen years old and then just goes Yep, I'm good at this. So just goes around the country fighting people. He goes to uh, some So some of the uh, more famous ones are at the Yoshioka school, faces off against uh, the master there and his brother. He arrives late to both duels, wins them both. <laughs> then he faces off against a 12-year-old but they apparently they brought loads of archers and swordsmen. So instead of arriving late, Masashi arrives early. He runs out of Wherever he was, kills a bunch of people, takes that second sword, defends himself, and then runs off. I, nice. Like there's, there's just so much crazy. This guy just does crazy shit. Like generally, when you're like doing, when you're dueling someone, you're supposed to use a wooden sword. But Masashi didn't care. He just said, "Eh, use whatever you want." He was so confident. He just said, "Yeah, just do what you want." Um, a guy called uh, Sasaki Kojiro. Who is known as the is known as the demon of the western provinces? Um, He was due to duel him, but on the way there, uh, in a boat, he carves himself a staff from an oar. He arrives late to the duel, kills a guy with it. That's pretty badass. (laughs) He just kills this guy with an oar. Like he was just, he was a legendary swordsman, and he's just like. You don't get that nowadays, do you? You don't no. get people just going around dueling people. And I'm, I'm being sure like... you do.
1: I'm sure you do. I'm just sure we don't hear about it. And definitely <laughs> not, like... to the, uh, not to the standard that they used to and be so honoured and revered for it. But there's definitely still masters out there and people who master the art, and there's definitely underground clubs where, you know, you slap someone with a glove, you're going to take a bullet in the brain, or you're going to have, you know, a cage fight with swords. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: Well, where the but... hell are you hanging out?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but this guy's uh yeah, this guy's a certified badass. Like just traveled around Japan, anybody looked at him sideways he would just fight them and probably win. Confidence for you. So... Right? Uh
1: yeah, I must admit, I think is, there's I have a lot this one in the, to the bag. A story. Go on. Uh so, my number 4 is Will Told Pitlecki. Now i'm sure you guys have heard especially if you've been doing your research uh (laughs) so this guy is pretty much poland's greatest ever war hero um i'm just going to do the brief point to point so he Mm -hmm. deliberately got himself captured to go into uh auschwitz he'd heard about auschwitz they thought it was a big prison of war camp he wanted to go into auschwitz and sort of start a resistance um help the guys out, you know, blah de blah blah and he sort of hand-built a radio to communicate with his troop and get the information out. Now, once he'd started doing this, um, he was relaying the horrors that was Auschwitz, uh, and nobody believed him. They were like, nope. By the time he first got his first messages out, he was like, look, 1.5 million people have been completely slaughtered here. And they were just like, yeah, you're exaggerating, mate. There's no way people could do that to each other, and they didn't believe him. Um mm. I don't want to say one thing led to another. It's a really lazy way of storytelling, uh, but there's def- there's so many different areas this guy did, trying to help people in Auschwitz, trying to get people out of Auschwitz, trying to get people in and so on. Uh, but in the end, when everything sort of sorted itself out, Poland uh, tr- tortured and trialed this guy as sort of like a war criminal and uh, an enemy of the state, and they actually executed him. And it didn't... Uh, go on then, right. go on then, add in. I, yeah, I have read was, from several different sources here and they have been it conflicting. It wasn't
0: Poland, it was the Soviets. Right, so
1: it was the occupying force that executed him. But it was yeah, in it, Poland, on Poland's sort of political yeah, thing. Yeah, but that,
0: that was after Poland became part of the Soviet Union. Right, okay.
1: Well, there's an update for you. But either way, this this bloke was tortured and executed after his like heroic deeds, of or trying to be heroic, let's say. And, uh, you know... It's he only his sort of story only really came out relatively recently, like the the full extent of what he did, and obviously now everybody knows what happened. Everyone knows the the depth of the uh, massacres and the the complete genocide that was going on, and uh, and obviously now he's been recognised as Poland's like greatest ever fucking war hero, um, <laughs> and it, you know it's a shame he was recognised so late, but yeah, this is this is my number my number four. Will told Pitlecki.
0: Alright then. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but he's higher up my list. <laughs> 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 so I'm not voting for him. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I I'd... think masashi has got this. I think Masashi is a fucking certified badass. <laughs> like... I, I
1: also think he is a badass. I also think uh, John Fairfax was a you know a pretty damn cool guy i don't know if i can say he was a badass but he's definitely lived yeah. his life how he wanted to and that is pretty badass that's to be scary. honest um, that's what i
2: find the most appealing about him or that's what i associate with a badass someone just who does what they want when they want to without any fucks given that's <laughs> you know
0: that's, and, that's bad and granted and masashi did that by wondering about Japan murdering people. Beating <laughs> people
2: up with yeah. fucking bolt oars and shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I,
1: nice. think, I think Danny does have the deciding vote here, though.
2: Uh, yeah, I think he does. <laughs> oh, they're both two serious contenders. Mm. Um, the thing I don't is... think you can go wrong with either. Um, ooh, ooh, tension, tension. What makes more balls? Uh... I, I think I'm going to...
1: Where's it going? Where's it going? I definitely know. I'm most likely will not.
2: Well told. Well told. Oh, yes. <sighs> I I have to. Don't, be too, don't so, feel too bad, bad, Alex. To, to wander into a fucking Auschwitz and to be one of the first people credited with providing the information behind the Holocaust, you know. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Tough decision to make.
1: It, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't feel too bad because I'm probably not going to win the next one. Um I'm, I may, I may win. I may win one of the top two, but uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to win the next one. <laughs> um, actually, oh yeah, I won, so I get to go. Um, Jackie Chan yeah, is my number three. Oh, oh God! God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled him out again, boys. Um, i can't wait to hear this well for all the reasons that we were speaking about before now okay he's not a war hero he's (laughs) he's not a swordsman that roams (laughs) japan and the shogunism
0: hang on so you're putting jackie chan the movie star the chinese (laughs) national treasure above literally one of the most important people of world (laughs) war II. Danny, I just had That's what I was thinking. I don't
2: know. That's exactly what I was thinking. No, 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 I, exactly I, I was like, oh, god damn. I made the wrong one. <laughs> I wanted to know. I was like, oh, god damn. I made the wrong one. I wanted to know. I like, oh, god damn. I made the wrong one. I wanted to know. I was was like, <laughs> oh, god damn. I made the wrong one. I You voted for this. This is your fault. Right.
1: Hang on. Back the fuck up, okay? You guys are focusing way too much on who is the best badass. Who is. The, what was the best TV yes, show? Yes, Dan. Danny's number one for villains was fucking darth vader and he stated well truth be told (laughs) i'm not really a big fan of darth vader i'm like these are supposed to be your top fucking fives what you (laughs) rake your top five badasses not i looked at a list and these were the top five you know for me will told pitlecky is a fucking badass he got himself thrown into Auschwitz, and he's awesome but to me Jackie Chan has dedicated his life and body to everything he's done and
0: and has a bigger influence on me than Will Pidlecki has. That's why. Um, I'd contend that in that Will Pidlecki arguably is part of the reason that you don't speak German. Yeah.
1: Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he definitely really? aided in something. Really? Yeah, uh, <laughs> He's part of the reason I don't speak German. He got him. Himself- no, I, I'm not going to go into that. We're going to end up debating it for quite a while. Um, we'll be here for he days. definitely had an influence on the goings on, but would we? He still... He founded the Polish secret <laughs> army. That, that's yeah. That's the you know, even if Poland had fully collaborated <laughs> with Germany, I still think America, Britain, and the Allied forces would have, you know, kicked the shit out of them. But hey uh yes so back to jackie chan
0: yay
1: (laughs) no i did warn you guys i didn't think i was going to win this one uh and you all know why i like jackie chan in his dedication how much he's been injured through his career and his dedication to that is what makes him badass now i'm not going to go on about jackie chan for hours because i i'm pretty sure he's going to lose this one but he is my number three he is and he's staying there so, uh, I don't think you need to say
0: anything else. Like Jackie Chan is a badass. I don't dispute that. What I dispute is that Will Tole is less of a badass than Jackie Chan.
2: <laughs> That's I what agree I with I, I agree with Alex on this one. I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> well on, then. let's let's not let him down then and, and get someone decent in number in number two.
0: No, number Yeah, three. come on Danny. What have you got? Number number three though, right? Yeah, number three,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad. Three.
2: That's, Okay. Woo. Woo. Uh, <laughs> your pants. I, I, I rolled with someone, right? And um, uh, it's a little hard to find any significant information on this guy, right? But there's a plaque which means it must be true. And there's a picture <laughs> of that on the web which means it's doubly true. But his name is uh, Dale Peterson. Okay. And he was okay. a hunting guide, allegedly, working in Jackson Hole, uh, Jackson's Hole, Wyoming. And he's credited, one of two men credited with saving a group of... No, sorry. One of two men uh, credited with killing a bear with its human hands all right so he's credited with saving a group of hikers from a bear attack allegedly by killing it with his bare hands and teeth so allegedly what happened was he shoved his right arm down the throat of the bear and then he bit into its jugular and he hung on there I, with I his do arm, know.
0: yeah i've heard of this guy yeah
2: yeah with his arm down the uh, down the throat of the bear until it passed out, and then subsequently beat it to death with a big stick or something. I don't know, that part's not as badass. Because you, <laughs> Cause you
1: know? couldn't have just run away after you made him pass out. <laughs>
2: exactly, yeah. I know, but I, I, I can understand. I, I've, I've seen bears in real life, uh, both grizzlies and uh, kind of the smaller back bears, and they're both terrifying, all right? Um, and I don't know what the hell would have possessed him to jam his arm in its mouth and throat <laughs> You'd be surprised, what? actually. Um, Seriously, of... it, it kind of makes sense. It, it's kind of somewhat akin to sticking your finger in the barrel of the gun, though, Dan. Do you know what I mean? It's not really something you, you want to do. Okay, <laughs> um, I completely maybe it agree. makes perfect yeah. sense. I don't it's know. It's
1: bit mental. Actually, I have a little bit of a, a story here, if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. My wife's uncle, uh, who's sadly passed a year or two ago, um, he was in a situation where him. My mrs. Father and mother were fishing in the middle of the Zambezi in Zambia, and uh, uh-huh. a hippo tipped their boat over, and they were stood yeah. in the middle of this Zam- Zambezi River. You know, there's a hundred crocs every mile in the Zambezi. Uh, for two days, they were stood in the middle. Of- they were on like a, a little sandbank, submerged. What? So they were all in the water. It was quite a hefty distance left and right, and you don't just want to dive off. They had a, uh, a once it had tipped over, an, an oar had floated into them a couple of hours later, and they grabbed the oar and they were basically batting everything all night, all day, uh, for it was at least 24 to 48 hours. um It's actually, there's a there's a TV show about it on the Discovery Channel. I think it's called Terror on the Zambezi or something.
2: Jesus. So,
1: um, yeah, this genuinely happened. uh So, my missus' mum and dad, and her grandma and granddad, I believe, were there as well in the boat, all in the middle of this sandbank. Uh, and after obviously x amount of time had passed they were like look one of us is going to have to try and go get some help here we can't just all stay here we will we will die um so kelly's dad actually went to go and uh her uncle alistair was like no i haven't got a wife and a kid you just hang fire uh and he got to oh, he got to the shit. side yeah yeah proper you know bad. actually he should be on my list <laughs> um yeah, why is he not so he right got here. to the um he got to the other side of this uh the Zambezi river and as he sort of pulled himself out of the water what was fucking a meter and a half to the right-hand side of him? Fucking massive croc. Absolutely huge. So as he, he was like, right, what am I going to do here? Took a step to go away, and the croc charged him. And the only thing he could think of doing was charge back at the croc. Because uh, you, okay. you're not going to get away. You're exhausted from running and so on. So he, he charged at this croc. The croc got a grip on him. And he just thrusted his arm down this the croc's throat. And... Uh, i don't know for all of you who do know the anatomy of a croc there's a little there's a flap at the back of his throat which stops the the water getting in when he's you know swimming and submerged so as this croc was death rolling him he put his arm so far down this croc's throat he was holding the flap open uh, and the croc was essentially like partially drowning itself Uh, so after a couple of seconds the croc let go ran off like coughing and splitting to himself and he pulled himself out of the river completely mangled arm but you know alive um Lo and behold, he did not manage to go and get help as he crawled a couple hundred metres out of the water, passed out next to a tree. Uh, turns out, a buffalo came and slept next to him through the night and uh, the, uh, the people who actually did come and help them in the end were like, if that buffalo hadn't stayed there, the hyenas would have had you. Um, and not only that... Um, when he woke up, he only woke up because fire ants had crawled all over his now mangled arm. And I don't know if you know about fire ants. They, they send a a signal to attack all at the same time and they can take out quite big things. Um, and obviously that initial bang fire ants are attacking sent a burst of adrenaline through his body and it woke him up. So there's, there's like so many different contributing factors of him still being alive at that point. Uh, obviously he's not here anymore, but, um, you know, the Buffalo protected him overnight. Uh, the fire ants woke him up after the extreme amount of blood loss. And, you know, it's just, you know, one thing after another, this guy kind of went under. And that's what your story just reminded me of. This actual. He should definitely have be been my number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm substituting Jackie Chan for my wife's uncle Alistair. <laughs> you probably
2: should have been number one.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So, Dale Peterson was it? Fighting a bear, sticking his arm out. Dale down,
2: Peterson. So. Yep.
1: Sorry, I kind of went off you on a bit of a three. tangent there, but it was a good story.
2: Oh, pretty relevant. I like it. Yeah, no,
0: it's good. Uh, my number three is um, is a bit more serious than my first two, so it's <laughs> a lady by the name of Right. Okay, bear with me. I'm probably going to fuck this up. Politsoviska. I think. <laughs>
2: See, that's time's fast.
0: Okay, Politsoviska. Po- Let's stick with that. Politsoviskaya. There you go. That's probably <laughs> yeah. better. Right. Uh, She is a Russian um, journalist who is known for her Mm -hmm. opposition to the Second Chechenian War and the policies of Vladimir Putin. Uh, She was murdered in 2006, but no one knows who paid for her killing. Uh, She described the war in Chechnya and the Russian military abuses that allegedly took place. Uh, She investigated the mass poisoning of schoolchildren by a strong unknown chemical substance that incapacitated incapacitated them for many months. Do you guys remember that?
1: Oh, uh, I do recall uh, something the,
0: about that. Yeah, like chemical attack. Yeah, it was all over the news uh, a little while ago. Um, and yeah, after she was killed, extracts from her journal were published um, and they don't cast a very good light on Vladimir Putin. Um, essentially it's suggested that the Russian government ran a smear campaign against her. Um, and then just got sick of her, like, suggesting all this shit and reporting mm. on it all, uh, and just had her killed. Uh, she was beaten and subject to a mock execution uh, and then poisoned. And she was killed on Vladimir Putin's birthday.
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah. That sounds I like know. one for the conspiracy episode.
0: does it <laughs> just? Yeah. But, like, I don't know, she just kind of stood out to me as someone that, like regardless of all the shit that like she had to put up with she still kind of just stuck to it and then she ended up paying with her life for what she believed yeah. in and I don't really know what's more badass than that I like that I don't know why Th- yeah there's something about her isn't there mm. that she's just like she's just got a strong moral sense and she's just decided that I want to what make these a people are doing is well, yeah. What these people are doing is bullshit. Ergo, I'm gonna tell people about it, and nice. then yeah. Oh, I like that. I killed like on that. killed yeah. on Vladimir Putin's birthday.
1: I like that more than Dale Peterson. I'm afraid. I really do. Uh, yeah. Unless you oh, guys I can, I can. are actually gonna let me substitute my Mrs. Uncle for Jackie Chan, I think that one's gonna. I think that one's gonna win.
2: Mm, I think this one rolls to, uh, to Anna. Yeah. Yes
1: damn it let me substitute him in <laughs> why did i not think no. of <laughs> this guy you know real life relevance and i didn't fucking put it in that
2: was good that was a good story yeah. very good um yeah, Jason, I, I do vaguely recall that uh, that gas uh, incident you were talking about that was uh, the, the school siege is that yeah don't yeah don't confuse
0: it don't confuse it with the gas thing that happened in the theater because that was a russian thing as well
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few that we haven't heard about as well <laughs> yeah no
0: this this is this is a different one uh, so the Russian the theatre thing um, is this the theatre thing shit now I'm now, now I'm doubting myself uh, Russian right.
1: <laughs> Google search oh. I'm sure, I'm sure
0: it, I thought I'm sure it was in a theatre yeah the Moscow <laughs> theatre hostage crisis I don't think that's the same thing no it wasn't no um, so yeah, the Moscow Theatre hostage crisis was in uh, 2002, uh, and that's where it involved 850 hostages um, and 170 people died after they, like, gassed the place with this um, chemical agent, and it ended up with a bunch mm. of the special forces guys dying as well. Nice. Yeah, it was
2: supposed to be, like, a, a knockout agent, I think, wasn't that? The, the yeah. Plan? The well,
1: they reload fact... the fucking canisters with the wrong stuff, yeah. did they? Or
2: yeah. Or it's just fucking out of date or some shit, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure way. CS
1: Gas doesn't that's go out
2: something.
0: of date. <laughs> uh, all we 40 not. of the attackers were killed and there was no casualties among... Oh, sorry, there were no casualties among Spetsnaz, uh, but about 130 hostages died. Woof. Wow.
1: Goddamn, that's yeah. one hell of a story to publicise. Those,
2: those numbers don't really add <laughs> mm. up. Uh,
0: but, uh, oh, it turns out the American and British governments deemed that Russia's actions were justifiable.
1: Well, <sighs> if they were like storming to relieve a hostage situation and it was, you know, a genuine accident on and that, I, I highly doubt your special forces are going to gas an area and then send their own guys in to die. You know, that sounds like well, no, there was a I miscommunication
0: mean, somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they, they said that they gassed them because um, they didn't want to uh, like go fighting in heavily defended room to room, like upstairs and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, which I get.
1: Yeah, cuz they'll just fucking shoot the hostages anyway.
0: Yeah, I get that, but you know, 130 people died, which is yeah, pretty pretty shit. Pretty dark. Uh but uh I don't actually know what the Chechenian thing uh with the school children was, but yeah, mass poisoning of school children. So yeah, Anna wins number 3.
1: Yep, definitely have to look into that one a little bit more for some Absolutely. more in-depth f- uh, information.
0: Yeah, oh. my number two is well-told Pelecki, so... Uh,
1: <laughs> did you have any more information on the gentleman?
0: Uh, I know that he was assigned to the 19th Infantry Division and was part of the Polish Army. Uh, his unit fought the Germans. Yeah. Uh, after that unit was partially destroyed, he joined the 41st Infantry and helped destroy seven tanks and three aircrafts.
1: Yeah, that's when he got promoted, uh, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, and then he founded the Polish Secret Army. He proposed a plan for himself to get caught to go to Auschwitz to find out what was going on. Uh, he was accepted and he got rounded up. Then he got pneumonia.
1: Yeah, immediately, I believe it was like really yeah, straight was, like, off the bat. Yeah, two days
0: later, yeah. he got pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they fed information back to London uh, using messages in a radio they built from smuggled parts. Um, yeah, he he was effect- effectively the guy that told uh, the German that told the Allies that the Germans were gassing people. Yeah. Yeah, and then after the Soviets took over Poland, they caught him and executed him.
1: Excellent. Genuine,
0: cool, badass. Yeah, he definitely deserves a place on the list, but it was higher than four.
1: Well, seen as Jackie Chan. I didn't
2: know that was
1: coming (laughs) 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 Alex. So, yeah, I I just wanted to bring a bit of humour. The same with the Ross Kemp, you know. They're both kind of, well, (laughs) Ross Kemp deserved a bit of mention. Okay, maybe Jackie Chan was a bit out of place here. Um,. (laughs) considering the amount of awesome badasses we're bringing to the picture (laughs) Um, yeah it's a good list yeah but seeing as uh, I chose him as well do you want me to go next Danny? Uh, yeah roll with it so now I'm 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 wondering whether you've gone for the same guy as me because we were discussing our lists earlier and we both said we had a, a soldier whoa, 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 in number two. I was I was explaining Babe. how uh, I wanted to try and stay away from having a soldier in every slot, but my number two still had a soldier and he was like, Oh, my number two's a soldier too so oh, okay. okay. Yeah, there's lots
0: of soldiers out there. There so. are,
1: there are, there are. Um I w I, I won't doesn't go have, on to them just have yet. <laughs> oh okay i think i know who you i actually took i think i took the one you're on about off my list um so That's my right. number two is a diprasad pun a gurkha soldier from the gurkha regiment uh now yeah. for this particular act of bravery uh, now, obviously, there are many soldiers who have performed bravely in many ways, and <laughs> choosing this guy over them does not depreciate anything that any of them have ever done. However,
0: I think that goes without saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. this guy um, was basically stationed in a guard tower uh, in a forward operating base in the middle of a shithole. And uh, he was there on his own. Normally you're not supposed to be uh, on guard on your own, but I believe this guy was on like a, an out of patrol. That there's only like eight eight to ten guys, so you have one on each corner and a couple of guys in the middle to, to replace each other. And while he was on his own, it was quite uh, a length away from anyone getting to help him. He came under attack from a uh, Taliban sort of insurgency strike. Um, obviously all the gunfire was going off and people were coming, but nobody got there until it was kind of all completed. Now... They, i've read several conflicting stories uh <laughs> you've got like eyewitness accounts from people who were there but aren't part of the the military so you know they exaggerate and they don't and then himself he he was like i honestly have no idea how many were coming at me i was just you know shit in my pants and doing everything i could to defend what i could before you know if they got through him they were getting onto his boys who were sleeping um so this guy like emptied his rifle he had no rounds left in his rifle he killed like three as they were approaching they were climbing up his uh, little defensive sandbag tower that they had or or whatever it was uh killed another two as they were coming up um ran out of ammunition um i believe he had he used grenades um he picked up one of their rifles as they came towards him had a couple more of them he ran out of ammunition again so he used the tripod off the rifle he had and started beating the next one over the head as they were coming over the wall with the tripod um (laughs) it was somewhat along the lines of 15 to 20 soldiers or 15 to 20 insurgents attacked this sole Gurkha soldier uh, on his own, fighting off uh, this corner of the compound and uh, forced them to retreat. He killed um, over double figures and the rest of them ran away. They they were like, what the fuck is this guy on? Out of here. Uh, So he'd used all of his grenades, all of his bullets, all of his ammunition. Uh, He used a tripod to beat them off. He used the AK-47. He depleted his pistol ammunition Uh, basically everything he had to his uh, availability he used and the the only weapon he didn't use was his Gurkha Kukuri because he left it in his bed (laughs) Uh, at the end of this sort of conflict this minor skirmish let's say uh, obviously all of his troop or the guys who were the reaction force come running over like right we need to you know get over there they were running over and as they come over obviously this guy's splattered in blood and like absolutely exhausted even though it may have been a short skirmish you can imagine how much that would take out of you um yeah and his officer comes running up to him and he sort of like draws back to hit him and he's like whoa whoa, whoa it's me and he's like oh god <laughs> once it had all cleared he was like you wouldn't have shot me would you and he looked at him and smiled and went i didn't have any bullets left <laughs> and i'm like how badass is it to turn around to your commanding officer and be like well i didn't have any bullets <laughs> <laughs> you know they were all around i was fucking shooting everything like oh man you know uh, i've read this story over and over again and there's, there's several gurkha stories that i'm really uh, sort of proud of as a, a serving member and obviously many others as well i keep saying it there are so many i could have easily filled my whole list with afghanistan alone never mind about world war ii and vietnam and all the other good stuff uh but this guy really stood out for me because um because he was on his own You know, he was on his own. Uh, It it wasn't... There's so many hero stories where guys are dragging people out of harm's way. And I respect that so much, putting yourself in harm's way to save somebody. But this guy's a badass in the way that he took on. You know, he didn't have to worry about anybody else. He was like, I'm defending my guys by fucking these guys up. And he did a damn good job of it. You know, he awarded loads of uh, awards and medals and so on. I can't remember whether he actually received the VC um, I should have probably looked that one up. But, probably, um, yeah. He definitely got uh, a gallantry class <laughs> or a VC of the likes, and uh, yeah. So Sergeant Diprasad Pun of the Gurkha Regiment is my number two for being a pure badass that told his officer, "I couldn't shoot you. I didn't have any bullets."
0: Fair enough, Danny.
2: Right. Um. Yeah, I rolled with another fairly significant military-based badass, um, but from a different g- uh, period of time. I rolled with Adrian Carton-The-Wire, oh, okay. who yep. is credited with fighting in three wars. Uh, the Boer War, World War One, and World War II. Uh, additionally, he survived two plane crashes. He was shot in the head, face, stomach, ankle, hip, leg, and ear. He lost an eye and an arm. He led five separate escape attempts from POW and concentration camps, um, and after a dispute with the uh, doctors <laughs> uh, over the uh, over whether his finger needed to be amputated or not, he decided to bite it off himself. Bite, bite it, yeah. off, bite, yeah. bite, yeah. bite it off himself. He is cool. directly quoted to have said, uh, in relation to his experiences with war, "Frankly, I had enjoyed the wars." now yeah that ain't a badass this this you this know, is the guy know. i know, I don't know what the hell it is. yeah he
1: got shot in the chest like twice as well didn't he he got yep. absolutely fucked up like yeah <laughs> i think he got so brainwashed in terms of fighting so many wars he couldn't turn off
0: yeah, yep. um...
2: he enlisted at a very early age as well. Um, I, I think he, he he allegedly said he was twenty five, um, but he was I think nineteen or twenty at the time, which is still beyond the age of uh, uh kind of yeah. consent or, or whatever it was at the time. Um, but uh, I remember his, his parents were wildly disappointed in him at the time, and I think he came back from. One of his tours um having lost i don't know some kind of appendage or being shot or injured in some kind of grotesque manner um and his parents were very disappointed in the fact that he had lied to them about still being in college <laughs> <laughs> um and they they actually they eventually like his, his father eventually allowed him to go back and join the army again um what an uh, absolute incredible man um not not he didn't pay the ultimate price in the respect that he wasn't killed in war for his, his country and his beliefs but i'm sure i'm sure close, he made a lot of people it, like, yeah they, they fucking tried their best <laughs> it's uh yeah. what's that
1: american saying um <laughs> the objective is not to die for your country but to make the other to die for his
2: and yeah, he made a lot exactly. of them die
1: for their country <laughs> absolutely Fucking epic guy. Did, what, he was... Oh, I've, I've just looked here, and he was in the Battle of the Somme, the Battle of Passchendaele, Cambry, and Arras. Uh-huh. They're the four uh-huh. biggest, most heavy lost wars, like battles in the war, ever. That's incredible.
2: Yep. I remember... Anyway, i to yeah. in, in, in Poland and World War Two as well, um, Norwegian campaign, and then the second Sino-Japanese war as well towards the end. <laughs> you know, um, what a guy! What a guy. That's amazing. Don't stop yeah there, there wasn't there was just no stopping him. <laughs> but uh yeah he he eventually died in uh nineteen sixty three I think he made it to the merry old ripe age of eighty three impressive very cool very impressive so my vote,
1: yeah, so we got two war heroes uh one in a recent war and one in every other war I <laughs> can <laughs> oh, put it that way. <laughs> No, I'm a really big yeah. fan of him. I actually did a big like presentation on him when I first joined the military. Um, he, he's oh, the yeah. guy I chose to sort of stand up and talk about. Really cool
0: guy. That's yeah, a really difficult one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like super, super difficult. Um, They're both fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> For anybody listening out there, you know, just have a quick <laughs> scan into what these two did, and it will blow your freaking mind. You know, people these days don't even know what hardship is. <laughs>
2: Absolutely not.
1: Crazy. Do you know
0: what? I think I'm gonna go with Dan. Wow. On this what was your guy's name?
1: Diprasad Pun.
0: No, I'm gonna go with him because um I it's it you know, it's, it's that um quote from uh, Adrian Carton DeWitt in that he enjoyed the war. I don't know, that doesn't quite sit well with me. I kind of don't like that and yeah. like call me a liberal call me a snowflake whatever but there's something about <laughs> that that i'm a bit like yeah you know there's a lot of people that died yeah as a result of that and like you know Diprose that pun was just doing you know it perhaps he's no better i'm not one to judge you know but i don't know there's something very
1: there's, there's definitely Wonderably. there is definitely different mindsets of soldiers i understand where you're coming from here diprasad pun yes. was of uh, he even stated in the interviews he says you know uh i wanted to run uh, like the first like objective is survival but if he had run they would have stormed the guys who were sleeping you know um he'd you know you protect the man next to you war isn't about the political side of things when you're a soldier it's about the man next to you and that's what diprasad punned kind of represents is what you're getting at whereas yeah. uh, adrian as much as he is probably more huh? of a badass in terms of his mental state <laughs> uh he was um yeah a bit bloodthirsty by the end of it by the sounds of it
2: mm. yeah sounds
0: like a bit of a sociopath uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> well not so I mean, much don't, as
1: don't... a guy throwing fucking stones at birds
0: all right granted <laughs> but, no he's just simple like yeah yeah, simple. I, <laughs> Uh Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Um, the... I, I do think that, you know, Adrian, can't do it, or or whatever his name is, is is a badass, absolutely. But there's something about Diprasad Pun just kind of standing and making sure that the people that he was sort of tasked with defending survived. Mm-hmm. There's something. To, like, and the sheer desperation in that fight mm. um, I think is what does it for me. Yeah. So that's number two. Fair enough. Nice.
1: Gurkha Regiment has made onto our list. I'm so happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. Number one, Dan. Okay. Right. Leading into it. Uh, I have a sneaky suspicion. One of you may have this guy as well. Um, uh, I definitely told Alex about him before, and I remember you went and looked at him, and went, "Wow, this guy's a fucking legend." So I'm kind of hoping you remembered that, but at the same time, it would be cool hey. to have three different ones. But my number one is Sir Ranulph Fiennes, the modern ah. day explorer.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So uh, born Tell in 19- more about him. so yeah, so he was born in 1944. His father was killed in the war. Brought up in South Africa. Was part of the army, Royal Scots Guards, tanks, so on. Uh, grew up through the military, joined the SAS. Uh I believe I read somewhere that he was the youngest captain of the British army at that time maybe. Um you know, he's he's fought in many different combat areas, but he sort of you know, he had that rough upbringing uh then with you know, with no dad and then obviously joining the military and going through it himself. Um <clears throat> he's, oh, he's oh god, he's just he's just done so much. Well, I'm just going to literally bang through some of the things that he's done if, if you guys are cool with that so he was the first yeah, okay. to reach both poles uh, with a, another bloke called charles burton um he was the first to cross the antarctic and the arctic ocean again with the same guy first to circumnavigate the world along its polar axis uh, led the first hovercraft expedition in the longest river in the world the nile achieved the world record for unsupported northerly polar travel Uh, And I I don't know if you guys have ever walked the polar ice caps. They're pretty fucking treacherous. You know, people drop drop through crevices um, or crevasses all the time. (laughs) Uh, Hence why they tie onto each other. But you know, he was like, "Fuck this shit." there's there's so many there's so many more. What's this one of the bombers? So uh, becomes the oldest Briton at the time to complete a marathon De Sables, uh, the toughest foot race on earth in aid of Marie Curie. Okay, um, so he's done all that sort of stuff. Uh, he's climbed Everest, uh, fundraising. Um, you know, he's he's actually quite a well-known guy now. So in his explorations, now this is what makes him a badass in my eyes. So he's done all this magnificent, fantastic stuff, but he's got frostbite. He's fucked. He's like shit. Now, um, <laughs> almost similar to Danny's guy uh, who bit his own finger off because he couldn't uh-huh. be asked for that. So, uh, Serrano so finds comes back and he's like, I've got uh, frostbite on two and a half of my fingers. It hurts like shit. Of course it does. It's frostbite. And the doctors mm. are like, look, we're not just going to cut your fingers off. We're gonna You're going to have to deal with the pain for a couple of months because you may be able to repair a certain percentage of it. So, you're going to lose less percentage of your finger. You know, which is that really worth going through months and months of pure agonizing pain most people be like well yeah you know the more finger you save the better um a couple of weeks into this he went you know what fuck this took a bandsaw took his fingers off he was like i've had enough of this in his, his in his shed off with his fingers and he was just like yeah i remember he i think he got interviewed by holly willoughby and she was like oh how could you do that and he was like well you know i just thought well, they're not getting any better so <laughs> it was like that's how he explained it he was like well i can't be asked for this anymore but <laughs> um absolute genuine modern day explorer like he's still around so you think like this guy's um Actually, I don't know how old he is. He must be getting close to nineties. Oh, well, no, sorry, he's Fuck so he's born old. in nineteen forty four. So, what's that? 60, 70, You know, coming up to eighty in in his eighties, that sort of area. Um, so this guy's this that age, and he's now becoming more and more well known. I, I don't know whether he's got many uh, TV things going on, but he has been on TV several times. So he is becoming more known. But you know, this guy, you know, he was the first to reach both poles. You know, north and south. This is something you'd think happened in, like, the 1800s. No, it happened within this guy's fucking lifetime, and he was born in 1944, you know? He's 73. 73, there you go. So mid-70s, happy days. So, um, yeah, so this guy, you know, he's, he's become, he was the first to do quite a few things, things that you would have expected to have been done long before the 1900s, never mind about this guy's lifespan. Um, but, you know, he was there, and he did it, and, and I, I, just, I just think he's a real modern-day... Who gives a fuck, guy? You know, I'm. I want to yeah. do it. I'm going to
0: do it. He did cut his things f- off with of the bandsaw. That yeah. definitely gets him some badass points. Definitely gets badass points. Yep. You want to go, Danny? Uh, I, I don't
2: mind, Alex. Do you want to roll?
0: All right. Okay. Go. This guy is so of all of your sort of jungle survival stories and all of Ooh. your like attacked by an animal survival stories. This guy, mm-hmm. this fucking guy. Okay, Hugh motherfucking glass so
2: uh, what not... <laughs> no, I, I i i didn't pick him he was uh, he was very nearly a contender for my number 1 right. Right. Not, wasn't this like... the
1: guy who basically um that <laughs> no, movie no, no, no. was based I'm, I'm on i tell tell it uh, tell right. it
0: so uh, i found out from hit about him from another episode of the dollop god actually. damn it, man. yeah man so uh, he was born oh, in wow. 1963 <laughs> Uh, He's a frontiersman, fur trapper, trader, hunter, that sort of thing. Uh, He was a pirate for two years because he got captured by them and they said, look, serve or die, basically. Um, He was eventually captured by Indians and sort of, I guess, a sort of similar thing, sort of join us or die, because he ended up marrying one, living with them for several years. Uh, He went on an expedition with one William Ashley, in 1822 uh, for a journey up the Missouri river. So at this point he's what 29 years old. So he's the same age as me huh. almost. He's a little bit older than I am. So he goes for a journey up the Missouri river. He's to, already uh, married a
1: tribal princess or tribal woman yeah. and, you know, <laughs> being a pirate.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. And what have I done? Played Dota and done D and D. Um, so he goes yeah he goes up with uh, William Ashley to hunt beavers uh because people buy beaver's pelts like they're worth big money. Yep. Uh while he was scouting for game, he disturbed a grizzly bear and her cubs. The bear charged him, picked him up and fucked him up good, like Oh yeah. Really. Like proper messed him up. So um his sort of whole hunting party rocked up and they shot the bear and one of the cubs and the other one ran off. Uh, Fitzgerald and Bridger stayed behind with him because his whole hunting party were like, well, doesn't look good for him. He's probably going to, you know, shuffle off this mortal coil shortly. Uh, but you know, we can't just leave him to die on his own. So two guys stayed with him. Um, until they claimed they were attacked by indians but they grabbed his stuff and booked it so he wakes up he is messed up like his back is festering he's got a broken leg he's got exposed ribs he's been mauled by a bear he's pretty fucked (laughs) yeah so they basically they, they left him by a river with some berries to eat okay so he eats the berries Drinks out the river, resets his own leg. Okay. Um, he's wrapped in the bear hide to kind of keep him warm. Uh, he doesn't clean his back. He lets the maggots keep eating it.
1: Yeah, to, get um, flesh, it to get rid of the dead flesh, stop it going gangrene. To get rid of the
0: dead flesh. And he starts crawling. And crawling. And crawling. He found and ate a raw bison. Uh, he found and, and
1: he... ate a raw bison. <laughs> right, let me just <laughs> clarify here for people in the UK who may not know what a bison is. It's a fucking buffalo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he found oh. a dead one. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So bison. he didn't kill it. <laughs> um, no, no. He found a. De- no. Yeah. Sorry. It was. I think it was wolves, and he scared them off. Right. Okay. If yep. you were a wolf and you were, which, he... which is
2: impressive.
0: Yeah, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Because if you're yeah. a wolf. And this human bleeding, comes crawling blood out of the forest yep.
2: covered in maggots
0: yep. and bear, and just starts—I don't know—roaring at you. <laughs> well, actually, when you actually, actually, when you put it that way, I'd probably run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be um, fair, they'd probably so, taken a back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so he met some Native Indians who sewed the bear hide to his back, so he's effectively part bear. Um, and he goes right. Those fucking. Guys that left me, that. <laughs> Fuck. They call
2: after them and kick their asses.
0: Yeah. So he's, he's he's sort of his legs kind of better now. So he heals up, and he decides to travel after them. He finds Bridger, who is one of the guys that was left with him, and he forgives him because he's just a kid. Um, and then he finds out that Fitzgerald, the other guy, has joined the army in Fort Atkinson. Which so he's travelled down the river. Two hundred miles. Uh, the problem is Fort Atkinson is two hundred and fifty miles or something up the river. So, <laughs> so he goes right and just fucking starts walking.
2: Like <laughs> he just just, <laughs> just
0: walked after him. Uh, so he goes to Fort Atkinson um, and Fitzgerald's there, and Fitzgerald gives him back his rifle, and <laughs> the captain, the captain of the army of the barracks. Uh, for Atkinson, says, look, I get that what you ha- what happened to you sucks. Get that. I'm on board, okay? So here's $300, and you can keep your rifle, but you can't kill Fitzgerald. So Glass, Hugh Glass, turns around to Fitzgerald and goes, you better stay in the fucking army, because if you leave the army, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and that is basically- yeah, they made a they made a uh, movie out, it's The Revenant. Yeah. With, um, I like
1: the ending yeah. of The Revenant better.
0: I don't I haven't seen it, but oh, see.
1: how can you have this oh, guy as your number is one going. and not have seen The Revenant? I don't know, it just hasn't come up. Yeah, this guy but, very yeah. nearly made it my list as well. He's pretty <laughs> fucking badass.
0: How is this guy not one too? Everybody number one. Like
2: I don't know. I might want to put I, that character all together. I wanted to go for a bit more modern, you know. Badass. So
1: Ranulph Fiennes is still here and about, you know. This guy's, Definitely. you know, his story has evolved. It may have been, like, legend and, uh, legendized, you know, and glorified a little bit more than what it was. I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from this guy. It probably was just as bad as everybody's saying, but there may have been exaggerations over time, uh, Chinese whispers. You know, that's why I wanted to stay huh. slightly more modern with my number one. But, but, Granted. you know, that he is a bad... They made a fucking movie about him, and the movie was badass, you know?
0: If, if even, like, a quarter of the stuff that happened to him actually happened, yeah. like, <laughs> he's still a fucking badass.
1: It's quite similar to the start of that John Fairfax's life. Uh, you know, he just went travelling, wanted to go hunt some badgers, and joined the pirates, and joined the Native Americans, you know. And then he jumped on a bike and cycled to Argentina. You know, this guy d- instead got hit by a bear and crawled to Argentina.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Come nice. then, Danny. great great shot alex all right my number one um i went with another uh, another war hero maybe um with a different kind of take on it i went with the absolute maddest person you'll ever hear of mad jack churchill um captain john malcolm thorpe fleming churchill oh i know this guy i fought in world war ii now for those of you that don't know him um, he volunteered for the commando uh <laughs> units without kind of any idea of what it entailed. But he's most famous for uh saying any officer who goes into action without his sword isn't properly dressed. This guy used to charge around on the battlefield with uh with the sword. And right? a bow What's and arrow. Of one of this? And a bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah, and, and a bow and arrow mm-hmm. and bagpipes, yeah. Right. <laughs> so he carried a sword around on the battlefield during uh, during World War Two. Yep. Now, he—I um, I, just—I don't understand why he thought this would be perfectly acceptable or why it would work out. But it seemed to have worked out for him. This wasn't a dress sword. This wasn't like a fancy sword mm. from his uniform. This was a fucking claymore—an yeah. actual sword. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: it was a two-handed have... monolithic sword. <laughs>
2: two-handed proper like scottish fucking yeah. claymore <laughs> that he just rocked around with <laughs> um, And the funniest thing is he, he wasn't scottish he was born in hong kong <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just don't understand any of this all right well obviously there was some kind of connection it has gotta be heritage uh... but uh, he, he captured 42 german soldiers and a mortar team using nothing but his claymore and his bow and arrow and and the,
1: tro- <laughs> and the troops behind him come on
2: Yep, yep, well, and yeah. have the truth behind him, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Um, don't ruin the story.
1: <laughs> yeah. no, oh, no, but he led the charge every time. I may have, to, again, have done a lot of he research on care, this guy.
2: <laughs> yep. Absolutely insane. Um, in Italy... Uh, for instance, he led uh, a commando unit swinging around his Scottish grey sword uh, with his, his longbow and and his arrows and the bagpipes under his arm. Um, that's kind of where he, uh, he captured the 42 prisoners in the mortar team. Um, in Yugoslavia, I think it was, um, he organized a large uh, partisan army, um, yeah. including some of his own commandos and other commandos for a raid. Um, and during that, uh, he was... Um, he signaled basically the assault using his bagpipes, which is really impressive. Um, in In 1944, he was uh, he was captured by by Germans again with a small contingent of partisans. He he was uh, he was doing a, a landing, a beach landing, I think it was, on a mortar shell killed and wounded everyone but him. Oh so no! Wait, wait.
1: I've I've got a bit of info for you there because it Go sounds on, like yeah. it sounds like you haven't got it. So this particular assault that he led. Um, He charged in only with his bagpipes. He didn't have his sword. He didn't have his... uh, Or he may have had his sword on him, but he didn't have his bow and arrow. And he led the charge. Like, he was the first man on the beach, walked up the beach, playing the bagpipes the whole way. Now,
2: like you said, he...
1: Obviously, the, the assault... Uh, did well but didn't do well enough so they killed a shit ton of them and then obviously lost a lot themselves they were all captured by as you were saying and a mortar yep. strike hit them he was the only person on that battlefield to walk away and I mean the only person there were no troops of his still alive and there were no troops of the enemy yep. alive the one single standing person left on this battlefield was this guy with his fucking bagpipes
2: Yeah. on that note he, he was allegedly he, he he sitting, <laughs> sitting at the table and he was playing Will No Come Back, which is a great bagpipe song. YouTube it. Um, it's just absolutely epic. So anyway, the Germans caught up with him, um, and, and I think they, they were concerned there was more of them. So I do think they, they launched some kind of a counter-assault, and he was eventually knocked unconscious by grenades and captured, uh, flown to Berlin, and then sent to uh, Secession? Yeah, personal Concentration Camp, camp. Yeah. I'm probably butchering that. Yeah, POW Camp, Concentration Camp, anyway. Um, which he eventually escaped from. Um, of course he did. <laughs> And he basically, he said something along the lines of, um, I got bored and I decided to leave. And that was, that <laughs> yeah. was, that was his <laughs> motivating oh, factor he here, you know? F- yeah, man. That's- exactly. So he was just, he was out. He just literally got up and walked out, apparently. Um, and he was discovered shortly after because it wasn't really well prepared or well planned. He was then moved, um, uh, I think, to a uh, an additional or a, a, a different concentration camp or, or uh, or POW camp uh, one that was kind of a bit more heavily defended and, and, and guarded by SS troops and stuff um but he managed to escape that one as well and I think after walking for 150 miles and eating nothing but kind of uh cans of onions which I think he'd managed to uh Pocket from some store on the camp before he left. Obviously, he was a bit more he was a bit more organized this time. <laughs> uh, he, he eventually wandered into Allied forces and was put back on a boat returned to Britain. Uh, when he got back to Britain, he, he re-enlisted and uh, in the time it took from him to get to Britain to Burma, uh, the war had ended. And they dropped the bombs on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and it was over and done with. Um, when he he kind of landed, he was he was quite disappointed that the war was over, and he's again he's quoted, "Alex, you won't like this," but uh, <laughs> he was quoted with, with saying, "If it wasn't for those damn yanks, we could have kept the war going for another ten years." So it's obviously Jesus. an environment that yeah. he was very. Comfortable um, I think this kind of personality, his character.
1: Yeah, I think it's what? kind of misrepresented there. Uh, the. I way don't I've, I've looked into when he said that and it was more said on the lines of you know yes the Yanks had that sort of final say but he was meaning the yeah. British would have continued fighting for another 10 years before oh, we'd have uh, said okay, sure. enough's enough not yeah. I wanted to fight for another 10 years so yeah
2: that's, that's a fair point
1: yeah he is badass but actually all of yeah. our number ones here are fucking
2: awesome <laughs> good old man Jack yeah. Churchill. Yeah, you can't there's actually a lot of really fucking interesting people out there that yeah. if it weren't for this kind of a topic, I wouldn't really be too familiar with them. There was there was maybe Jack Fairfax, I think, that I was slightly familiar with beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Russian and guy who didn't launch did nukes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So where do we go from here, boys? Oh, it is
1: it is actually really hard. Now uh so Ranalf finds for me, What? Well, one, he's a knight, you know, sir, Ranalf finds, And like mm-hmm. you say, cut cuts off your fingers, really badass, modern day explorer, blah, blah, blah. Um, he is awesome. He is awesome. And he's still around and he's the most modern of all um, in terms of like the first and the exploration. He just, you know, he's really freaking cool. Um, but I think I like both of yours better than mine um they See, both really nearly did you know like like but, oh
0: it's hard but is he reset his own leg crawl a 100 miles eat raw
2: bison
1: um, cool i now
2: <laughs> you said he charged into battle into into the war with five pipes and a claymore this isn't like whoa, whoa, this, whoa, isn't whoa, like whoa, whoa. this is like war Braveheart. War. this
1: is really back here okay now This guy, if he had fallen down a crevasse and bust his leg, yes, I think he would have crawled a hundred miles and eaten a raw fucking penguin. Um, (laughs) If this this guy was in the SES, he did fight in wars, you know. He charged into battle. Maybe not with a sword, but he did that as well. You know, he, he sort of covered what both of your guys would have done if he'd have been in the same situation. Do I feel like he would have had the same mentality as this guy when he got mauled by a bear? Yeah, I fucking do. The guy cut off his own fingers because they hurt a little bit. Granted. You know? um, Granted. He, he he scaled the polar ice caps with no restraints because he was like, what's the point? You know? Yeah. No, I do. I do think he is as good as both of them. However, I think I like both of yours a little bit more. If that makes sense. I know. Sense. I was
0: asking if you. I was asking if you'd last. You know, uh, if Danny's one was. You know, crawl 150 miles. Cool.
1: Um, good question. Hmm. Let me think about that.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so we got. Uh, to be honest, Churchill. Danny, I, I do. I do like your pick. He's called like Churchill as well,
1: and that's a big tick <laughs> yeah. in
0: a box. Bad, but, yeah. Yeah. I can't.
2: I was going to say, crawling's not that badass. It's not that exciting. It's It's literally what babies do, man. It's literally what babies do. Babies,
0: for one, don't have broken legs and haven't just been mauled by a bear. (laughs) Uh,
1: I I just want to go to this uh, Hugh Glass guy. Now, for those of you who have seen The Revenant, you know, it's... uh, Uh uh, You haven't seen it, Alex. You need to just watch the bear scene. Fuck the rest of the movie. It's absolutely awesome. Like, you watch it clamp down on his arm and it just goes... And you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> uh, and yeah. like, you were talking about the bison bit. It, it's in the movie as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, but like, uh, just going on a bit about, uh, DiCaprio here, DiCaprio is obviously a vegetarian. Um, So when he was doing the scene, they gave him like this fake liver and he was like, it doesn't look like a liver. It doesn't look real. And they were like, well, you know, and he was like, no, fuck it. Give me the real one. And he just chowed down on the real liver because, you know, he's an awesome actor. (laughs) But, you know, he really represented that guy well in the movie. You really should watch it. It's bloody brilliant. And it represents that guy so well because it is based on him. You know, I'm yeah. not sure if he actually uses his name in the movie or not, but again, getting sidetracked here, Sir Ranulph Fiennes Jack Churchill, or John Churchill Hugh Glass fuck man fuck, Yeah. they're all pulling at my strings here, you know you've got Sir Ranulph Fiennes being the explorer in the modern day sort of, you know, yeah, and then you've got Jack Churchill pulling on my military strings you know, this guy is a legend an absolute war hero and then you've got Hugh Glass, you know just wow <laughs> <laughs> like, is, I, it's, it's, do you know
0: what do you know what? Like so a lot of people if they're in Hugh Glass's position, you know, they're they're the people that were supposed to be looking after them leave them. You're like, well, alright, fine, that sucks. But Hugh Glass is like, nah mate. Nah. I ain't putting up with that He he just devotes the rest of his time to being like, I'm gonna fucking kill these guys. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not putting up with this shit so yeah the fact that he then just walks or like catches a boat (laughs) or crawls just to because I don't think Hugh Glass survived because he's got particularly strong you know constitution he survived on pure rage
2: yeah you're not wrong pure anger Spite, piss, and vinegar. At me. <laughs> I, I imagine yeah, initially but- it was just
1: pure instinct and survival. Like I have to survive. You yes. know, got the bare skin, yeah. got every you know, just like survive. And then he, then over the next couple of days of surviving, he's gone. Those motherfuckers, like yeah, yeah, they exactly. fucking left me. <laughs> I'd have never left them. Fucking
2: dicks. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. and Lovely. just yeah, pure, pure anger, just pushes this guy on. Like, just pure hatred. yeah. And there's something to be respected about that.
1: But then there's also something to be respected on... Oh, by the way, uh, just adding to Jack Churchill here, or John Churchill, sorry, uh, he is also Mm -hmm. the only person credited with a bow and arrow kill in the Second World War. Um, obviously he went into war with the Claymore and I imagine he'll probably be the only person credited with the Claymore kill because he did slew people <laughs> with it but he wasn't the only person with a sword obviously the Japs love their uh, their samurai mm. stuff but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, the, the fucked up thing is I'm leaning more and more away from Al finds because I just really really like the other two you, one of you two are going to have to uh, decide between yourselves anyway which one I don't know I think
2: I think if this was top top five survivalists, Glass would take in a heartbeat. <laughs> but it's yeah. badasses. And I don't know what's more badass than charging into battle with bagpipes, a fucking claymore, and a longbow and actually using them effectively and surviving. He survived. You he know. survived the war. You would not yeah. expect it. Um, it's just Lots of people survived the war. Uh, not no, many people not survived getting uh, by not, beds. Not... More people yeah, didn't. Not, not... <laughs> not running around, like, essentially... I don't want to say unarmed, but, like, with very, very limited weaponry, all right? A longbow, bagpipes, and a claymore, man. Like, that's... <laughs> You're not going to be able to use the Claymore indoors. <laughs> a, a Zombie apocalypse of, of weapons. <laughs> small number of arrows, bagpipes, are just going to be a pain in the ass. You're hiding in a bush. You accidentally sit incorrectly or move. It's going to someone's going to hear you. Do you, know, you know, I reckon.
1: I reckon he had the right tactics. I reckon you watched. Obviously, you've yeah. both watched Band of Brothers, where Lieutenant Spears yes. just runs past all the Germans Drags. to the next guy, and they were just looking at him in disbelief. No one's shooting him because they're just like, hmm. "What the fuck is this?" That's exactly what happened. They're watching this guy walking with bagpipes and they're like what the fuck is this guy (laughs) what's going on here yeah um do you know what you said something in there danny and i think you've made me mind up for me um Mm -hmm. if this was a list of survivalists he would be number one uh but this is a list of badasses and i think charging into battle with a sword is more badass than surviving a bear attack now you know you are a hardcore guy surviving all that shit uh you're also a hardcore guy going into the military but the bagpipes the bow and arrow kills the sword being the only guy to survive a and it wasn't just a little fucking invasion (laughs) you know the only guy left on that battlefield um now serrano finds you know again badass you know we're going back to cutting his own fingers off but he's not the only person in this list that has removed frostbitten appendages um Mm. i i think i think churchill's going to take this one boys Oh, ah, yeah.
2: good old man, Jack. Yeah, honestly, that was the
1: hardest number ones we've done. Of all the number yeah. ones we've done, that was Great. the hardest three.
2: That was that was solid. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that one. Mm. Uh, mm, yeah. lots, lots of debate there, lots of uh, speculation, lots of interest.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, I can't remember the guy's full name. So number five was Petrov. What was his first name, Danny? Because he was yours. Uh, Stanislav. 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 Yeah, Stanislav, Stanislav Petrov. Then uh, Will Todd Pitlecki, which was mine. Uh, Anna Politskaya or Politskaya uh, was Alex's, I believe, in number three.
0: Politskovskaya.
1: Politskovskaya. There we go. Okay. Okay. Apologies for any offence given. Right. We don't mean it. Uh, number two was different side Pun from myself, the Gurkha Regiment, and a very, very hard fought number one, uh taken by Which John truth? Churchill. Very, very nice. Honorable yeah. mentions, yes, honorable mentions. Zero uh You guys pretty much had all of the ones I was looking at secondary, to be fair. <laughs> I'm incredibly surprised no one had a uh... Simo Haya,
2: the Finnish Army sniper.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, white, white Death. White
2: Death, yeah.
0: The white Death.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah he was definitely yeah, I, saw absolutely. I saw him. Incredible, research. man. Another person you <laughs> wouldn't want to piss off. Yeah. Oh, I'll be honest, oh, shit. I've
0: forgotten any honorable mentions I had. I did this list so long ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, because uh, uh, you guys like researched your list this week, didn't you? But uh, I did mine, I've ago. had
2: mine for a while. 20 minutes ago, guys. 20 <laughs>
0: minutes ago. <laughs> no, I've had Standard. mine for a while. I'm
1: the only one doing actual research, you motherfuckers.
2: Um, actually, to be so fair, you know what email? I was
1: saying about the list of military guys? Now, I'm not going to go into them, but the one I thought you had was <laughs> Kyle Carpenter. I don't know if you guys know Carl Carpenter. not ringing my bell. Yeah, he had uh, facial surgery. He's a big American war hero, uh, threw himself on a grenade and survived to to protect his guys. He doesn't actually remember doing that. It's just all of his guys around him were like, you fucking did this, mate. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he lost the sight in one of his eyes, got a real mashed up side of his face, uh, got awarded for it. And obviously, like every true soldier, you know, anyone would have done it. I, I don't even remember doing it, you know, got awarded the Medal of Valor or whatever. Um, and the only reason he didn't make it on my list and, and Diprasad Pun took it was because um, he's a hero. He wasn't a badass in my eyes. Like, oh, it takes such an amount of courage yeah. to throw yourself in fire in on a grenade, on anything to protect somebody else is a hero. That, that is the epitome of a hero. I don't care what situation you're in. If you're willing to die to save somebody else, you're a fucking hero. Um regardless of the situation uh now dip Pum for me was a badass <laughs> he kicked the shit out of them whereas car carpenter was just a pure hero but anyway honorable mention to that guy
2: what about uh what about you alex you're uh you non-spring of the mind for you
0: uh not like i can really think of um no i'm, I'm pretty happy with my my list and yeah. i think we've we've come to a a very Good list out of all the ones that we've got.
1: Yeah, we really I do. Guess. It's quite a long it's episode top, as well, at the list. We've recorded for yeah. quite a while.
0: About That's time right. to wrap it up, then, probably. Yeah, definitely. You want
1: to smash out know. the socials?
0: Oh, uh, go on then. Uh, <laughs> You can find us on the internet. Yeah, generally. we're everywhere. <laughs> no, uh, you, can, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash university review. We're on Twitter. We're at, we're at university review five. Uh, you can send us an email. It's yeah. universe Review at tenacitygaming.com. Um, uh, we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Podmosphere. We are on Stitcher. Basically, anywhere you can get a podcast, we are on. Um, we're hoping to get a few more special guests on, because I think people like those episodes
1: generally. Yeah, pretty much. They've say. had a, a little bit more of an uptake than the others.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, if you can just tell one other person about this if you like it then that would be great if not send us an email and tell us why you think it's shit so we can get better uh other than that uh, yeah tweet us facebook us let us know what you think i think we are done cool peace uh,
1: see you later guys No, no, oh. always wear sun cream <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.